Avengers, aka Captain Marvel, aka my favorite new Avenger. She was an Air Force pilot transformed into a practically invulnerable cosmic Avenger. Captain Marvel doesn't just clean up problems on Earth, she cleans up problems across the galaxy. Captain Marvel is awesome because she's tough, even when completely outnumbered. Welcome to episode number 136 of The Sith List. I'm your host, Arash Dolachai, and my co-pilots for this evening's Adventure into Podcasting. The young, the restless, the bearded one, the man who has his chest hair sticking out of his V-neck, <laughs> Carlos Buargoyo. The man we call Crunch Crunch, the man that has shaken my world, the man by the name of Les is. I shave my chest hair so they don't stick out of my V-neck. Manscaping is a thing. (laughs) The man I call El Hombre. (laughs) The man who plays his guitar like Thor wields Mjolnir. The electric god, Eric. Likes playing guitar a whole bunch. Struthers. The man we all know. Who rules the realm, the seven kingdoms, the man we call King Tom. King Tom, how the hell are you? I'm doing fine. I think I'm just going to sit here and listen, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> thanks you for know, having me. No, of course. It's, it's not even thanks. For, that's why I didn't even introduce you as a guest, because it's yeah, not even yeah. you're not even a guest anymore. You're on this podcast. I got to get used to that. You got to get used to it. You got to get used to it. By the way, can you tell people, I there's a rumor you are doing a podcast with one Haas Burkhardt. Is this correct? Yes, I am. It's for the Blue Harvest Patreon. So you have to be a Blue Harvest Patreon to listen. And, uh, you know, he it, what he does for the Patreon is he has a different bonus show weekly. He usually puts out on Mondays. One, it's him solo. Another is a role-playing adventure done by Robbo, podcasting fame. Oh, we love uh, Robbo. Yeah, Chef Will has a solo show. Oh, a few shows too. with other friends. But ours is the first episode launched this week, and it's called Masters of a Harvest Cassie. And we uh, each episode is devoted to a Star Wars video game. That sounds fantastic. That's amazing. Two amazing people. It, thank you. It was, I, it was a lot of fun. 
it was a lot of fun. Oh, I can imagine. Eric, you were on a podcast recently, correct? I was, man. Star Wars spelled out with my super dope friend, Josh. It is a cool, cool show that you should totally, totally check out. I will. I will definitely check that out. And that's Josh. Is that Josh Chapman? It is. Oh, nice. Nice. Star Wars spelt out, guys. And Blue Harvest. Yeah. If you haven't checked them out, you're crazy. How's everybody doing? Boo, how the hell are you? You're I'm, looking I'm, very manly with that chest hair. I'm good. I'm good. I had uh, I had jury duty today. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. Yeah, and I got to go back tomorrow, so I'm not too excited. It wasn't the Manafort case. Did no. You, so you showed up with your shag carpet sticking out, and you're like, come on back tomorrow. This right? is an undershirt, so that's why it's a V-neck. I had a polo Wait, the hair is an undershirt? Because that's what it looks like. Yeah, oh. you know, the, uh, technically I'm wearing that's three shirts. That's some Rusty Brown talking right there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's... it's, it's, it's <laughs> It's gone to me by osmosis. Yeah, I apologize. So, yeah, so the chest hair is out on a regular basis. Can you yes. talk about the case? Uh, no, I can't because that's uh, that that would be uh, what is it? Uh, unscrupulous or unscrupulous Ooh. or unscrupulous? Yeah. Okay. So jury duty. So you're still on board. Sadly, yes. They they, they haven't finished picking the jury. I, <laughs> oh, I get a I get a couple free days off, you know. But it, I'd rather be working. Let's put it that yeah. way. Wow, that's that says a lot. Yeah. Les, how you doing, man? Doing okay. Still got a nagging cough, but. I'm hanging in there. You are hanging in there. Yeah. Eric, how are you? Man, I am great. Everything is coming up, Strathers. You know, when Eric says that, that means we're going to have a great episode. Mr. King Tom, how are you doing, buddy? I'm acceptable. Oh, what? Really? Usually you're doing great. You're acceptable? Well, you know, acceptable on a scale of great. Okay. (laughs) Now we have a, uh, please don't coughing in here, Les. Thank you. It's a new studio. I don't want to infect it. We have a great voicemail on the throne from King Tom segment coming up, and we're still going to play it because it's so fantastic. So uh, stay tuned for that. You guys ready to get into this? Absolutely. All right. Let's talk a little box office. And obviously, we had a huge, massive film that was debuting this week. Disney's release of Captain Marvel gave the domestic box office a much-needed jolt after the First two months of the year struggled. 21st entry into the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Franchise seventh largest opening weekend of all time, while grossing more over its first three days than the combined total of any previous three-day weekend so far this year. Captain Marvel has made $153 million domestically and well over $300 million worldwide in its first weekend of opening. Hallelujah, you fucking trolls. That's a lot of zeros, man. That's a lot of zeros. So trolls... Again, fuck off. How to Train Your Dragon, $14.6 million. Still doing really well. Tyler Perry's last installment of a Medea franchise, a family funeral at $12 million. So pretty solid still. But Captain Marvel was the big story. We're going to do a full review of Captain Marvel. We're going to talk about it. We're going to dive into it. We're going to get into it. So can't wait for that. Um, I hope you all saw it. If you haven't seen it when we started, then you need to forward it because I don't want to spoil it for you. But a great big box office week for Disney and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. By the way, there's rumors out. Not even rumors. The Walt, the Walt Disney Company put this out. That this deal should be done by next week. Yep. The 20th of Fox, March. The 20th of March. People put that shit in your calendar because that's when shit gets real. That My is, God. And that is a Wednesday and we should be recording. And by the way, we're recording with the fantastic, one of my favorite hosts we've ever had. No offense to any other host. But Claire Stripling's coming back on with us. The talk. Oh, C Stribs? C Stribs, it will C-stribs. be back on. And she's fantastic. 
So there you have it. There's your PSD box office report. Also, the information is brought to us by boxofficemojo.com. You can get all that information there. And I think now there might not be a lot of news. There's still some Star Wars news. Mr. Struthers, do you want to guide us through the galaxy full of geekdom? Sure, man. Well, the big news is the title for Episode 9. Still don't have it. And there's that. There's Hopefully, for anybody who does dig Star Wars, if you're going to Celebration, there have been some finally, some official panel announcements. For example, we now know that the panel for Episode 9 will be on the Friday of Celebration. I cannot think of what the date is, but it's the Friday during Celebration. So there you have it. We don't know the actual time or anything like that. And we still don't know what the Q procedures will be, which is a hotly discussed point of information because people want to know what, what are we going to be faced with here? But uh, that's good news. They've, we've had some cool guests announced. Ahmed Best, who mentioned that he will be there for the 20th anniversary of the Phantom Menace panel. And Aaron Kellyman. That yeah, is pretty rad. That she is rad. She's doing some autographing, which I will definitely be in line for. Oh, really? And yeah, man. Cool. Dude, anytime I get a chance to pay people mm-hmm. to like mm-hmm. hang out mm-hmm. with me for 10 mm-hmm. seconds, <laughs> I'm going to do it. I'll pay you to but hang no, out No, seriously, man. There's just something about her I find exceptionally cool. So good for her. And yeah, I, I will definitely, definitely throw down some dollars for that. I also heard that uh, Riz Ahmed is going to be there. Yeah. He is one of the most expensive autographs in the lineup. Well, he is an A-lister as of the moment, as we would say in business. Kind of hot right now. What business? The business of being famous. In the business? Mm -hmm. Which I am not. (laughs) D-listers. I'm not even D-lister. Z-listers. No, I'm not even in the alphabet, bro. (laughs) Negative trillion. I, I would love to meet Riz Ahmed. You know what I would talk about with Riz Ahmed if I get that 10 seconds? I would talk about his rap music because he is in a rap group and he's really good. And if you've never seen Riz Ahmed's flow, why are you laughing? I'm serious. You're going to have to put, but all right, time for a sound bite. Here's how it works. I'm going to hit this button here, which will activate a random word generator. It'll land on three random words and it's your job to work all three of them into a freestyle rap. And now since you're in Rogue One, we decided to shake things up by making all of the words Star Wars themed. Are you ready for this? Here we go. Alright, I know these words. Yoda. What the hell is up with the last one? Lando (laughs) Calrissian. Dude, Lando Calrissian's the man. He's the opposite dude. I love that. Um, That's Billy D, isn't it? Yes, yeah, it is. is, Alright, so we have Yoda, Darth Vader, Lando Calrissian. Uh, Roots, can you give him a beat? Yo, uh, yeah, right. Rizzy with the roots, uh, yo, yeah. The beats trip back like it's wearing a toga. The roots do a lot with a little just like Yoda. Watch me flow, bruv, so sweet like a donut. Riz and Jimmy Fallon smash it up tonight, yeah, we'll show enough. Uh, yo, Jimmy is quite a player. He asked Princess Leia to play with his lightsaber. Yeah, but Leia's a heartbreaker. Left him out of breath, he was wheezing like Darth Vader. I heard that Donald Trump don't want me to stay. The only place I'm going is a galaxy far away. Yo, to the Star Wars fans, hope y'all listening. 
We won't let you down like Lando Calrissian. Calrissian. I hope you're listening. Did you hear that? That was Riz Ahmed flowing like a champ. If you had never heard him flow, he is unbelievable. Him and Shia LaBeouf going to have a battle or what? Hey, Shia LaBeouf too. You can't deny Shia LaBeouf's talent with flowing too. You know, you've seen it. No, and uh, what's it? The uh, the leader of the uh, Unsullied in Game of Thrones, he's an actual rapper. Well, he's legit. Yeah. He's an yes, actual, he the actual. three of them should go. But, King Tom knows a lot about Game of Thrones. We need to talk to him about it. They, they, are they they're grime rappers from England though? Oh, they are. They're grime rappers. Yeah. Okay. Don't be rap prejudiced, dude. Just because somebody's not from the United States rapping. I gatekeep mean when it comes to hip hop. I know you do. It's awful. American only, it's, baby. Oh, oh <laughs> selfish. Make hip hop great again. Oh. Okay, I'm sorry. Keep well, going. this will be I'm my so last sorry. episode. <laughs> <laughs> can't can't be around this. So. I'm just kidding. I just kid people. Anyway, I like Tony with Savage and he's British, so it counts. You just found out he's British, like when when he got deported, like the rest of us. Yeah, we're like, oh shit, he got deported. Was it Twenty One Savage a group in the nineties? Or Twenty One? There wasn't a Savage, Savage Garden. Savage Garden. Oh Lord, why don't you play a clip, Fred? Working a clip of them. Working a clip of Savage Garden. I will not, King Tom. I will you not should. do that to this podcast. Heck yeah, Savage Garden was actually pretty good. What? Yes, there were some songs that were pretty good. <laughs> Trust. I learned something new about Less every day. Oh, I. Dated a lady from the hills in San Diego. She lives in Savage Garden. Mm. Isn't their lead singer a friend of Steel's? Oh, I don't know. That's amazing. I if think that's the case, a Star Wars fan, and I think he's been on Steel's show. Oh my gosh! Well, I have more respect for him now. Maybe Darren I Hayes. I'm gonna say. I think. Don't quote me on that. Now, look, I'm gonna be wrong. But no, I hope not. Go. <laughs> I'm sorry, Eric. I, we digress to Savage Garden. So somehow. sorry, Eric. <laughs> yeah. He left. Oh, Eric, man. Eric, oh, he's, no, he's done. Okay. He's done. Really, man, there's not much else. We, we talked about how Oscar Isaac was, was discussing episode nine and he kind of came back again with basically the exact same statement, strongly pointing out that this is the last installment of Skywalker saga. Yeah. So, you know, there's that we all knew. So it's not a, it's not a huge shock by any stretch. By the way, if you guys are going to celebration, which I hope you are. If you want to hang out with us, all of us, we're going to be at Steel's live event. Steel Saunders is doing a live event, and we're going to be there, and we're encouraging everybody to go there to meet us and to hang out with us and drink with us and have a, just a blast and talk some Star Wars while watching the live event. Please, if you want to hang out with the Sith List in its full entirety, come out to Steel's event. We will be there. And if you ever see us walking around the uh, convention center and you see us wearing shirts and stuff like that, come and ask us for stickers. Cause I know Mr. Cruiser himself, your co-host on the bad motivators, he got us an amazing batch of stickers and we are going to give out a shit ton of stickers, which are really cool. And they came out fantastic. And uh, not just that celebration will be in Chicago. I'm going to be doing some touristy stuff. So if you see a shirt or recognize me or yeah, my, punch him in the neck. Yeah, yeah. Or my beautiful redheaded girlfriend. Yeah, just... Oh, uh, nice plug. Thank you. Yeah, just ask for a sticker and I'll tell you no. If you see me with my beautiful, <laughs> large, shouldered co-host, Les Gonzalez, come say hi. Yeah. Please. Right. Please. He's, he's, he's not scary, guys. He's just a big teddy bear. He's yeah, he might look really pissed off, but he's not. If you see somebody that's 6'5", run. <laughs> run. Yeah. <laughs> and so, Eric, those the stickers that we're going to hand out, those things came out pretty amazing. Have you seen yeah. any of them? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. 
Eric's like, Eric's like, <laughs> fuck you. We're not giving them out. We're selling them for two bucks each. <laughs> yeah, are you kidding? Man, my kids got to eat. <laughs> my kids got to eat. Oh, man. So that's it for the Star Wars front, huh, Eric? There's nothing else, right? Not that I'm aware of, but you know, let's be honest. That doesn't that doesn't really mean a whole lot. There have been, a, uh, there's been a time or two where I completely wrecked it and missed all the good stuff. So, no, but I don't think that's happening right now. No, no, so, I don't some, think so either. Something will happen tomorrow. No, 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 name drop. The name will drop tomorrow. But here's here's the question now for everyone. I don't want the name to drop until we are in that overnight oh, line and panel? until we see the panel. Because what's the point now? Yeah. Dude, don't like hold it all this time and not release it during celebration. At least give us that. If we're going to wait overnight and we're paying all this money to go to this thing, give us the title and a preview. We can wait 30 days. Right. Yeah. yeah. What do you think about that, guys? Here's my only, my only concern with it. And of course, old Nate Strathers has got one. I think in theory, it's a good idea. However, anytime something new gets thrown at you, you spend some time kicking it around, deciding what you think about it. So while that's happening, you're going to be trying to listen to them talk about the movie, be excited <laughs> about that, and be like watch a trailer when it comes. So then you're going to just freshly have heard what the name is while you're trying to watch the footage they're getting ready to show you. And it's not going to let you sink in because part of your brain is going to be occupied with the fact that you're trying to turn the title over in your head. That is the one argument that I would say about that would make me want to have it ahead of time. Valid point. Yeah, I, I think what Eric is saying, plus I think if, if they do wait till celebration, I'm fine with that idea, but it's likely that someone who is involved in printing the t-shirts, posters, or whatever they're going to have at celebration for it is going to leak it out. You're going to find out about it on Reddit. And that, ah, I'd correct. rather hear about it. That is true. By the way, we do have some news that we didn't talk about that you guys probably all talked about um, on the Bad Motivators. Uh, I got to talk about it on Now This Podcasting. There was footage at the... Uh, shareholders meeting and we didn't divulge into that stuff and some of the Sithless listeners i don't think know about some of the footage stuff eric did you guys talk about that on on the podcast we did man uh so get this the disney shareholder meeting they got to see some episode nine footage and steel of the steel wars podcast did a great interview oh, what, with a gr- what a great who, episode great episode by yeah the way. who who started tweeting about it and it, it's really cool well it turns out the meeting was in St. Louis, and boy, oh boy, that made me real sad to hear oh, because it was so close serious? to me. It's like, yeah, knowing that people that just very near here saw it, I'm like, oh, really? And all you need is one share, by the way, to attend that thing. One you didn't share. even need that. All mm-hmm. I needed was a friend who oh, had it. Oh, a friend it. who had it. That's right. Correct. You need to know someone that has a share. Really? I, yeah. Dallas has a bunch. I could have gone. But yeah, so... I I don't I don't think any of it's too spoilery. Most of it is stuff that we've talked about before that Jason has reported on. Couple of notable mentions is that let's see they talked talked about seeing Kylo Ren in like a white space opening this box and seeing the charred remains of the Vader helmet, and also seeing Daisy doing some like wire aerial work flipping around and stuff with the lightsaber. Not a you know it's not finished footage. It's just so he doesn't he can't remember if it was blue or what he was looking at but yeah sounds pretty neat i'm surprised none of this has like gotten leaked out anywhere or you know more people are breaking the internet about yeah, it yeah like oh here it is go to this place and search it up that actually i think people would i think they take their phones away 
damn. Yeah. Yeah. He talked about it. They put it in the, like, they make you put it in the bag. And uh, then they throw the bag in the ocean. They do. (laughs) That's exactly what they do. Check your eyeballs for retinals. Yeah, exactly. Telephoto lenses in your eyes. Yeah, they check your glasses, be like, you don't need these. Sir, I can't see. Tough shit. You don't need these. Yeah, no, no, no. There could be a camera in these. You can't have them. Not happening. Yeah. That's crazy. (laughs) It's still pretty cool. I mean, the one thing that I've noticed about episode nine is almost Are you getting emotional? No, that almost nothing is being... Like they've the security on this thing is ridiculous. It's like, crazy. Just it's, it really is. Everybody's tight lipped, and yeah. compared to other Star Wars things in the past, I mean, for what Attack of the Clones, Phantom Menace, we had scripts. Like we had scriptments. Oh, out. Like, we had yeah. You we know had what a, I mean? Like oh, Phantom Menace, we did the idea yeah. that nothing is out there. Got crazy. on an AOL chat room. I remember I printed yes. it out. But the crazy thing about what that guy was talking about, what Steel was, it confirmed a lot of the stuff that Jason's been talking about as well, which was cool to hear. Definitely a great listen. So check that out. So that was your Star Wars report. Thank you, Mr. Struthers, for coming up with things when there's no things to think about. <laughs> I could have just invented a bunch of things. Yeah. Yeah. Lied, okay. lied, lied. Eric, yeah, I'd start my own YouTube channel. Eric, real quick. Yeah, ah, there you go. Eric, you real go. quick. What would be your made up news for Star Wars this week? Go. So it turns out that Mark Hamill is actually going to be playing Lando Calrissian in this, and we've all been misled completely by the rumors that, that Billy D. Williams was going to be in it. You've heard it here first on the Sith list. Mark Hamill is playing Billy D. Williams' character, Lando Calrissian. Doing like the Robert Downey Jr. thing and actually putting full makeup on as Billy D. Williams to be no, Lando no, Calrissian? No, that's just it. Um, he's doing method. Full method. Damn. All right. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's talk about some pop culture stuff. Jordan Peele's Us, which looks freaky as shit. I know Boo doesn't want to see it, but we're going to force him to go. Fuck that shit. Uh-uh. It debuted at South by Southwest, which is a big festival of entertainment, music, and film now, and all kinds of cool stuff in Austin, Texas. We have some reviews, early reviews. We have Sean O'Connell from Cinema Blend. This is what he has to say. Jordan Peele is about to restart the Twilight Zone. Us, the movie, is bold, unnerving proof that he's the perfect storyteller for the job. Blatantly scarier than Get Out, it's a home invasion horror with a gut punch of a twist. Cast is amazing, but Lupita is otherworldly. That's great, by the way. And we have Lupita in our franchise of Star Wars. Clayton Davis, who's an award-winning critic. I don't know who's giving awards to critics now, but... Jordan Peele's Us is a horror masterpiece. We are witnessing the birth of a modern-day Hitchcock. We heard that with M. Night, by the way, back in the day. 20 years from now, we will ask one another what our favorite Peele film is, and you will get 10 to 12 different answers. Incredible performance by Lupita Nyong'o. Last one, Jen Yamamoto, who is also a critic. Jordan Peele's Us movie frays your nerves with exacting precision, ambitious original ideas and moments that will traumatize in the best ways as great genre films do. Also, Lupita is incredible. Because <laughs> everybody is overwhelmingly saying Lupita is incredible. This sounds great. I didn't read one bad review. I looked for one and I didn't see one. They're all bad to me. Well, yes, you're not going to like what it. What I'm getting from all of this is that Lupita is going to be the first, and I may be wrong, but I'm probably not. She may be the first last girl standing who's a black woman. 
So most horror trope, horror movies have the trope of the final girl. It's never been a black woman. I don't think so. The heroine in most of our franchise scary movies is usually a white woman. I'm not mistaken. I mean, I hate to take it there, but this oh, it's is, okay. You can take it there. This is probably it's shaping up to see to be that because when you watch the trailers and you see Winston Duke's character acting like a fake gangster, but Lupita's character tells her daughter, "Put on your shoes." Mm-hmm. You know, she's got she's treating this like a whole different. Thing. Like she knows like some shit's about to go down while, you know, Winston Duke's like, you want to get crazy? We can get, he's acting, we like, can a get fake, crazy. Yeah, he's acting like a fake gangster. And it's like, okay, let's call the cops. I did. They're 14 minutes away. What? 14 minutes? Okay. 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 Jason, give me the bat. What bat? The baseball bat, the bat. There's one in the corner. Here, here. Thank you. Gabe. All right, hold on. I got this. Let's try this again. Gabe. No, 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 no. No. All right. Gabe. I got this. I got this. Now, I thought I already done told y'all to get off my property, okay? So if y'all want to get crazy, we can get crazy. Now, the cops are already on their way. Uh, while, he, while he's wearing his Howard make, shirt, yeah, you ain't gonna make it, bro. So uh, that's what I'm looking. Okay, at that's right interesting. Now. If you, if any of our listeners remember any films that have African American or black, um, or any woman of color, woman of color, any, yeah, film. any woman of color, um, because the final one surviving. Even all the reboots, Texas Chainsaw, was, Brandy survived, but she was in the final one. Didn't she survive in uh, Scream? Not Scream. She was in. The, I know what you did last time. Yes, summer. I know what you did. Sequel or some shit. Yeah, I know did. one. Which one? No, fuck you guys. I don't watch horror. Of course, I don't know one. No, uh, you fucking dumb kidding me? Off. You the fuck? Jordan Peele is, is becoming this kind of like genius. Well, of, I think he's of, always had it, but that just shows like his range. Right. It just shows like for him to go from what he was doing mm-hmm. from Mad TV, right? I don't know if he went. I don't, that I don't know. I don't know. I just know the, him from Jordan and Peele. From Key and Peele. Key and yeah, Peele. But yeah, <laughs> Jordan a, and Peele, that's his name. To have a, you know, comedic start mm-hmm. foundation and then to branch into this and be going right. strong. It's pretty, pretty damn awesome. Yeah. And we're going to force Boo to go see it. I have to talk to Brittany to make this happen. Oh, yeah, it'll happen. And I definitely want to be there next to him. Ain't going to fucking happen. Oh, see, when you yeah. say stuff like that, Ain't boo, you're making happen. me. Okay, I'm going to text her right now. Yeah. Challenge accepted. <laughs> Challenge <laughs> accepted. I'll go when Struthers goes. How about that? Yeah. Well, here's the thing, man. Me not going isn't a reflection of whether or not the movie's good. If I had like lots of time yeah, on, I know on my hands, I would go to the theater and see it. But for me, it's just the reality of the situation. When I say, yeah, I will, I'll see it at home. That's that's not anything. That's not an indictment on the movie whatsoever. It's it's a more of a point of finger at me for being a dork. But. Sure, and I'm sure King Tom, you're the same way on that. Yeah, and in July I'll be the same way in that as well. Yeah, all really. this ends. Yeah, <laughs> all this ends. All right, now I feel obligated to put on the Aladdin trailer. Now. Not because I'm Persian. Actually, it's 100% because I'm Persian. Mm. But I do want to say that the tide of criticism has gone away with this blue genie because this trailer brings back the old feel of Aladdin and people seem to love it. So we're going to play the trailer right now. I can do all those moves. Why? 
<laughs> I could do that one, guys. <laughs> Falling on the ground. Oh, that is a beautiful female. He looks like Riz Ahmed a little bit. You stumbled upon an opportunity. I can make you rich. Rich enough to impress a princess. What would I have to do? There's a cave of wonders. Bring me the lamp. Oh, great one who summons me, I stand by my oath. Loyalty to wishes three. I'm kidding. Watch this. Watch out. Can you make me a prince? There is a lot of gray area in make me a prince. I could just make you a prince. Oh, no. Y'all see my palace? You look like a prince on the outside. But I didn't change anything on the inside. Showtime. No, I'm in charge, okay? I say when it's time. Really? I thought a princess could go anywhere. Not this princess. Do you trust me? I'm not lying, guys. Boo. Do you not see the goosebumps? I mean, I grew up with this stuff. They're there. They're real. Yeah. yeah. Eh. Who said that? <laughs> who said that? Did Eric Struthers that? was Struthers. That? That's who it was. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. Okay. Well, I, I just wanted to play it. I don't give a shit what else you guys think about it. I will be in that theater. I will be watching. And um, fuck all y'all. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a fine attitude. Just kidding. What do you guys think about this? Eric, obviously you're not very impressed with this Aladdin live action. No, no. It, it was neat, man. I, I'll, I'll want to see it. I'm sure. Oh, okay. Just, there you go. I'm not all. Wow. Oh my God. It's so gross. It's going to be amazing, man. I got to see it right now. That was, this sounded <laughs> like Bill Cosby a little bit right there. Well, I don't know if you want to sound like Bill Cosby. He sounded right. like the character from Big Don't Mouth. you ever say that again. <laughs> There's a character. Let me tell you why that this is such a big deal to me. In the 90s, when this thing came out, I think it came out like 94, 93 or something like that. A lot of uh, Middle Eastern characters, they weren't portrayed as decent human beings. A lot of them were portrayed as either terrorists or something that's going to blow something up or the evil sultans or whatever it is or terrorists. So when Aladdin came out, it actually gave popularity to that part of the world, which we never had. And it became a massive hit. And so that was a really big thing to me back when I was a kid. But this is this looks really cool, and they got people that are from that part of the region to be in this film. And you know, we can't have Robin Williams, obviously, but we have Will Smith, and he seems like he's doing a good job. And I'm I'm very excited about. It. And this guy Richie, guy Richie used to make really good films. I'm here for this too. It looks pretty cool. Uh, Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast, Little Mermaid, Lion. So for me to see these things coming back and to be live action, I'm actually I, and after all the criticism. Yeah. Will Smith. Hell yeah. Looks 
pretty good he as looks the genie. Cool. Looks pretty dope. Uh, he's energetic. Robin Williams was very energetic in his performance. Oh, he was so good. He, made, this, he, made, the, he made that movie successful was Robin Williams. But this is Will Smith being Will Smith, and I'll take it. This is Fresh Prince Will Smith for me. Huh? The <laughs> Prince? Got it. <laughs> well done. Well done. To take little Malik, to take my little son in about five years. Well, I can't take him because it's going to be over, but I'll, I'll be in the movie room and I'll put the Blu-ray on and we'll watch it together. And he'll go, oh my God, that dude, that guy looks like me a little bit. And he's a little street rat that turns into a king. How fucking cool is that? There you go. Mm-hmm. Aladdin and uh, Hercules, as far as animated movies, were some of my favorites because they were a good time. They were fun. Like, you know, Les said, Robert Wheels was energetic. You know, the music is great. The musical numbers are, you know, fantastic. They're they're fun. They're exciting. You know, they're good times. So that's that's the feel that I get out of this one. You know, Beauty and the Beast is, you know, it's pretty and the story is well, nice. Really nice actually. You know, Lion King is great to see, but it, you know, it's a serious film, you yeah, know, things like that. that. Aladdin and and, you know, seems to be just fun. It seems like what the the animated cartoon was. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. It has that same feel. One question. What's the tiger's name? I forgot about it. Uh, the tiger's name is, I was going to say Nala. That's Beyonce and Lion King. Uh-huh. Um, it's a Raja. Raja. There you go. Thank yeah, you. Raja. Yeah. The, the entire time. Don't like, you dare call me Raja. No, <laughs> I saw the, I saw the cat and I was like, fuck, what's the cat's name? Raja. Yeah. yeah. And then the only shitty part is they're not using Guilford Godfrey to be Largo or Yargo. Yago. They're using uh, somebody else. Alan oh, Tudyk. Alan Tudyk. Who's all comes full circle, which I, I love him too. King Tom, are you going to take your kids to see this? I'll probably take the kids. It's not, it looks impressive. It's not anything that I'd probably go see on my own. There are a few other movies this year that I'd rather see first. I'll take it. Sure, it'll be good. And, you know, even back when I heard they were, when I first heard they were doing this, I thought it all rested on Will Smith. And that's true. er, the, The earlier views of the movie, it didn't, didn't look as promising, but this, it looks like he's going to deliver. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. This, thank God for this, this second trailer because, or that first one was a teaser for this official trailer because people are coming uh, around the bend on it on him. So which is great, which is good. He needs a win, by the way. He needs a win badly. He hasn't had a win in a while. Who's this? Will Smith. Oh, uh, unfortunately, I think his he was great in Suicide Squad. I do too. I'm, I'm oh, he was fantastic. That hill, but what a fantastic segue, Les. Yeah, there we go. Suicide Squad, speaking, we're going straight into superhero comic book TV movie news. This comes from the Hollywood Reporter. James Gunn's The Suicide Squad is quickly shaping up and starting to fill out its roster of villains turned government operatives. In the midst of its pre-production comes a major recasting. Last week came word that Will Smith won't be returning as Floyd Lawton, a.k.a. Deadshot, with scheduling issues being the deciding factor rather than any bad blood between Smith and Warner Brothers. On Wednesday, Idris Alba entered the talks to replace Smith. And I think this would be great. A massive James Gunn fan, King Tom, what do you think about Idris Alba stepping in? I think it's a perfect fit. Yeah, he's, he's a great actor and, like you said, perfect fit. The word is that the script draws heavily from John Ostrander and Kim Yale's 80s run, Suicide Squad, the, instead of the New 52 uh, version that Ayers did. So this is going to be going back to the 80s uh, for the storytelling. And I don't know about the uh, years. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know if they'll be I don't think the years. The 80s, yeah, but, but that kind of, the characters and all that stuff. Well, that's... Ooh. What do you guys think about that, my comic book gurus? That might be... Because DC Comics in the 80s was pretty hardcore. Like, they were they were rough and tumble. There's probably some good material to, to pull from, for sure. 
Yeah. Do you know anything about that one, King Tom, about that 80s run of Suicide Squad? Um, no, I'm not as familiar with it. Well, if if James Gunn decides that this is the story he wants to tell, then I'm yeah, all, it's all bored. Yeah, you got to sit back and just let it happen. Kind of wanted Idris Elba to be something else, to do something else if he was going to go to DC, but to be Deadshot, which means we're not getting this comical, gangstified, like the Will Smith one was great, but this one's going to be more, you know, pre- more precision. This, yeah, this, this yeah, Deadshot is going to be. Idris Elba is going to be more militaristic, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And he brings a different caliber of acting. Yeah, I, I think he's a perfect uh, replacement for Will Smith. And I did like Will Smith. I lo- That's the only good thing about Suicide Squad was Will Smith and Margot Robbie. Suicide Squad molding into shape. I love it. Now, we are going to get into Captain Marvel. Our review. But before that, we're going to read an email from Sil. Hi, Sith Liz. On Saturday, I saw Captain Marvel. I love Coulson, Mendo's performance, and Goop. That's not what I wanted to write in a Try to be vague, but this enters spoiler territory. Guys, we're going to spoil Captain Marvel from here on out. So please, if you do not want to find out what happens specifically in scenes, about the storyline and all that stuff, we are going to spoil this shit out of it. So let me put the spoiler alert on. Okay, so you've been alerted. Go ahead, Les. In many films, the hero and villain meet one last time for one last fight. The villain is unarmed, the hero has a weapon, and the villain knows they've lost unless they can convince the hero to throw away the advantage they have. Verbal goading ensues, sometimes with the phrase, fight like men, or something familiar, something similar. Whereupon the hero flushes their advantage down the toilet and gives the villain one last chance to escape, survive, or win. I find it bewildering, but I have become resigned to the fact that this is just something movies do. I assume Carol's final confrontation with the big bad would just be this pattern regurgitated up again. One last big fight with the most wild choreography we've seen yet. Leading up to the moment when the hero flings her proverbial gun aside and says, now let me fist fight you and pretend that I did not have the upper hand. Because it makes me feel good about myself to risk my cause to show off my muscle. At the beginning of the film, I assumed the storyline would be simple. Uh, be a simple mind versus heart with the answer being heart always mind optional. Imagine my heart stopping delight when Carol did not acquiesce to the villain's dis- desperate gambit. Instead, she used her mind, used logic, and refused to give it the tactical advantage just because her enemy was a whiny bitch who wanted his defeat to be fair. She embraced her mind alongside her heart. That wasn't the only moment when this film itself completely differed from a generic cookie cutter action superhero movie. One of the key emotional beats of the film, a moment crucial to Carol's character arc, was delivered not by a ubiquitous romantic interest figure, but by the best friend. This story thrived on friendships, and that delighted That's true. I've never seen that before in a film like that. Yeah, good point. Modern films often rely heavily on the romantic subplot to provide emotional context, almost by default. The centerpiece and driving force of the Lord of the Rings books weren't the background romances, but instead the friendships. Mm. Those books have endured the test of time and still ring true today. I think it's a fantastic this film was willing to explore friendships and compassion as motivating force. As for what I felt while watching Captain Marvel, that moment where Carol was in the air, hair flying, fire all around, she was the one doing all of the awesomeness, but I felt amazing. I was delighted to be sitting in that theater seat watching that woman be compassionate, ferocious, and deadly. A woman humble enough to allow a child to help choose her suit's colors and assured enough of who she is that she no longer has to let her foe use words to control her actions. She won the moment she arrived. 
She didn't have to win a second time just because the bad guy didn't believe she could beat him in every possible combat system. This film took the Marvel superhero movie mold and like Black Panther, smashed that mold to bits. Hmm. If this is the MCU's first try to female hero lead, with things only getting better as Marvel continues to practice and learn, then as a woman, I am on board 100%. I have a question for you all. In the wake of Black Panther and Captain Marvel feeling new and unexpected, even though they're right around that 20 film mark for Marvel, what ways could future MCU films use unexpected storytelling so that superhero movies do not begin to feel stale and reused? May the force be with Syl, the twice forgotten. Syl, really appreciate it. That was an amazing email. Thank you for sending us your perspective of this thing. We're going to dive into this like crazy in a second. But what do you think about Sill's question? Well, the only thing that comes to mind for me in the short, I mean, because this is a heavy question, like if I'm a producer or a showrunner or in the brain trust, you know, sitting there in the war room, only thing I can think of is possibly just bringing more third shelf characters to life. You've Uh, been pushing that for a long time. Because they've been doing so damn well with it. Mm -hmm. Like, Hawkeye is prominent. It's true. You know what I mean? Uh, well, all the Guardians Galaxy. Exactly. You would have told me 10 years ago they're going to do a film about the Guardians and of the Galaxy. And not only that, crazy. this isn't even like the Guardian. That's not even the OG team. So for them to be able to be like, look, this is who we're bringing to you guys. Here you go. Uh, to get. So for me, I mean, immediately what comes to mind is America Chavez. Oh. Or even going to get Miss Marvel and bringing something, you know, trying to get something there. I mean, we may have to wait a while because the acquisition is still going down or should be complete. And we'll see what we get from that. But I think the direction they're going where they just go, okay, let's get, let's try to build Moonlight or they have Shang-Chi coming and let's be real here. Shang-Chi is going to be a completely different type of Marvel film. I mean, this is, it automatically is going to be different. Oh yeah. That's right. No, like this if you think the Punisher was different and, you know, had its whole thing and it was rooted in some type of reality, this is still going to be there too. It's not like there's like major uh, superpowers or anything like that. Shang-Chi is just going to be the dude that kicks people's ass. And I can't wait for that. For me, that would be, it is just keep going to the well and going and pulling people and, and just pulling these characters that not a lot of people read about, you know, maybe the books don't sell, but for them to get them onto the screen in some way, shape, or form, it does its thing. And they've been, that's what they've been doing to keep it fresh in the first place. Yeah, and so you hit it on the nail there with, there was no love interest. It was the friendship. And it also, have to be. the yeah. friendship between Fury and her also mm-hmm. was a huge factor. There was no innuendos or anything. It was just a basic love of each other as friends. Yeah, and then we need to talk about the fact that her friendship with Maria and her friendship being, you know, an auntie. She's Auntie Carol to right. Monica, who turns out to be Spectrum, who right. is a version of Captain Marvel. King Tom, what do you think about this? What other ways can they change things up a little bit? That's not the norm. Well, I, I would say what Les said, where you take some of those either lesser known or newer characters and you make them into the cornerstones of the franchise. We know they're doing Shang-Chi. They announced today they hired a director. for it. Oh, that's uh, right. That's what you were saying. Yeah. Guy named Destin Daniel Cretton. He has three or four feature films that he's directed, and he's worked with Brie Larson three times. Oh my and, God. and Rami Malek. Yeah, and Rami and Michael B. Jordan in his That's current right. one. So it, you know, he he knows. 
I'm sure that Brie Larson probably put it a good word for him. You don't work with the director three times. That's right. Um, but he's Asian American, and I think Shang Chi is a very different type of superhero, um, where a lot of his powers come, or a lot of his abilities come from his mind. Yes. And I don't. Maybe you know you take a character like him, and we we know that they've said you know we, we they've hired an Asian American director. There's going to be a large Asian American cast working on. Um, maybe you you style this movie differently than the rest of the Marvel movies. You try and branch out that way through these other characters. Right. Well, I know, and it already looks like it's shaping up to do the what Black Panther did, which if you start going with the predominant cast of color. Mm-hmm. You're gonna you're gonna appeal to other audiences. So, yeah, Mar- right. they got a they, their formula is great, and they're just they're making it happen. I really do enjoy the fact that they are taking, you know, the third shelf uh, C list slash D list, you know, characters or level characters and bringing them out and bringing them to life. This is great. Yeah, and and I can't I can't speak to this because I'm not an Asian American. While I think there will be similarities, like you're saying to the Black Panther the Asian experience is different from the African experience. And I think that would be a whole story, a very good story. And you're taking that and you're telling a much larger audience. And I think that's going to be great for a lot, you know, both those of us who go and watch and are entertained and those of us who, not us, but those people who see themselves on the screen in movies like this. Yes. Right. That's why I like Aladdin. (laughs) Yeah. There you go. (laughs) All right. Thank you guys. And and still, thank you so much. Keep sending us emails, by the way. That was cool to read. Great perspectives. Please keep sending them our way. I think it's time to get into our Captain Marvel review. Now, we got to see this on opening night, which was amazing. And we had a great time. And we absolutely, well, I absolutely loved it. But wait a minute. I hear something. King Tom, do you hear that? Yeah, I'm hearing it too. So somebody's calling in right now. So I'm just trying to figure out how this is happening and what is happening. Let's pick up the phone. Sithless Hotline, can I help you? Hey, Raj, it's Emily. Oh my gosh, it's Emily Lynn from the Canto by Dispatch. Emily, how the hell are you? You know, I just had this strange feeling that there was a conversation about Captain Marvel going on. (laughs) There was a conversation that's about to start. And I remember back in the day, about a year ago, I promised that I would have you on to be one of our first pretty much reviewers of Captain Marvel. And obviously you've seen it. Yes. Okay, great. Great. And the only person what that has it. What's no. that? That would suck. What if I have seen it? But that would suck if you called us and you said no and you don't want to be spoiled. <laughs> that would be really, really bad. First of all, Emily, how are you? How's everything going? I, I'm doing okay. I'm a little under the weather, but oh other than gosh. that, things are going pretty well. You're under the weather and you still called the syphilis hotline to talk a little Captain Marvel. That is phenomenal. Yeah, of course. I do want to ask though, because there's been some controversy around Twitter, specific DM groups about you not liking me and you hating me. And I want to know <laughs> where that's coming from. And I want to fix that right now because I can't go on. I can't go to celebration might, knowing this in the back of my head. It might be coming from reality. <laughs> <laughs> It is coming from the truth. <laughs> is it all the dad jokes? Is I mean, that, that, that doesn't help. I think that's the main complaint. Okay, there's other complaints? Because I want to know, because I'll fix them. Well, I know I know. just at some point you did something and I put you on a list, but I don't remember what that thing was. 
She'll <laughs> probably, I'm not actually mad at you. Okay, good, 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 good. Okay, great. So everybody's seen this film except for Mr. Struthers or Eric, did you see it as well? Come on, dude, seriously. <laughs> well, you saw a Lego movie. So I was thinking maybe there's a chance that it was like uh, a two week in a row kind of thing or three week in a row kind of thing. Not possible? Nah, dude. Nah, man, I had a gig this past weekend. It's just too much going on. Okay, okay. But are you okay with us talking about it? Sure, man, sure. Because we're really not going to, like, well, yeah, we are going to ruin it. But we're not going <laughs> to ruin the experience dude, of the film. It's, it's all good. Gr- okay, good. I'm going to go with our caller, Emily. I'll go with you first. It was just a whole lot of fun. Like, the main thing I love about it is I just enjoyed this movie from top to bottom. It definitely was fun. It was just a... This one was one of my favorite Marvel films of all time, by the way. Now, I mean, it's not like number one. First Avenger will always be number one for me. But it it was up there because I lived the 90s, man. I loved the 90s. So seeing all those things happen and how it happened... Oh, it was just, it was the best. Eric, you're going to absolutely love this. It was so, so good. So you are 100% all in on this. Uh, What'd you think about Brie Larson's portrayal of Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers? I really liked her. At first, like the first couple scenes, I still wasn't quite sure. But as the character grows more confident in herself, I just, I fell more and more in love with her. I really thought she did a great job. There's this, there's a great sense of humor with her and her on screen chemistry with everybody else. Like the stuff with her and Samuel Jackson, some of my favorite Marvel scenes. Right, right. And how about Samuel? Let's go, let's go into Samuel Jackson real quick. I'm not like you, everybody knows who listens to this podcast. I'm not a massive fan of Mr. Jackson, even though I do love him in, in these Marvel films. He's great in these Marvel films. This is the most endearing portrayal that I've ever seen him produce of any movie, by the way. Like he, well, he, he was fantastic. Well, cause he's actually acting again. Yes. And not just being Samuel L. Jackson. Yes, that's right. He's not a caricature and of himself. Yeah. It's been a while. And, and fittingly enough, considering that this is a nineties period piece, this to me felt like a nineties Samuel L. Jackson performance. Like this felt like, Pulp Fiction or Jackie Brown era Samuel. Yes, abs- absolutely. How about your your love of your life, Ben Mendelsohn? Mendo. He was so good. <laughs> and okay, first of all, I think it's maybe maybe in line with um, Killmonger, one of the best writ Marvel villain, not actually the villain, right? But I just think that that he had an actual character, which was good. There's a lot of depth there, and the fact that he could act underneath all that makeup and make you care about him when he's wearing 10 pounds of green scales on his face is pretty impressive. That was impressive. I love the fact that they switch things up like that in this film. Real quick, since we talked about Pulp Fiction, just you did a second ago, did you guys pick up on the Easter egg? The you did? drinking? Yeah, yeah. The, the drink. Mm-hmm. King Tom, did you see that? The Which one? Okay, when... The, was it with the McDonald's cup or whatever? The yeah, the, the striped cup yeah. was exactly the yeah. same cup Samuel Jackson used at Pulp Fiction. What is that called? Uh, the blue... The Big Kahuna or something like that? Big yeah. Kahuna Burger. That's yeah, Big yeah. Kahuna Burger. He's like, that I, was pretty badass. I know. When I saw that, I was hoping that somebody would be eating. He'd be like, can I have a bite of that? Uh, I was that really, really cool. hoping for that. That would, but that, that would have been a little too much on the nose, but I was hoping for it. Yeah, that would that would have been awesome. That, that would have been perfect, actually. Yeah, I know. Can I... Of that? There was like somebody's eating a cheeseburger or something like that. Yeah. Like, 
He wants a bite of that. I know he does. <laughs> that was cool. He did say motherfucker. Oh, you almost tried to attempt to say motherfucker. Yeah. Right. King, okay. King Tom, you were very excited about this. I remember you've been excited for a long, long time. What is your take on this thing? What was your, what is your review on this film? I thought it was a great movie. It's definitely in my top tier of Marvel movies because of Brie Larson's acting, because of Mendelssohn. Um, what they did with the Skrulls to me was amazing. Uh, just that swerve, because I don't know that anyone expected it. From the first Guardian, we've kind of seen that, okay, the Kree are assholes. I think we went into this expecting the Skrulls to be just as bad, and they weren't. And that was that was a very nice relief. Like you, Raj, I like that this was set in the 90s. I like that it was of that time period without feeling like it was trying to be camp or two into the night. Um, I love the Stan Lee cameo. There, there's a lot about the movie that I like, and especially what it means for not just Endgame, but things like that. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. One of, the, one of the things that I liked is that it felt like a change of pace. It had a similar feel, but I still felt that it was different. You know, it was set in the 90s. Great. It had its own different music, its own, you know, just with it being a different decade, you get different music, but it had a, a different sense of music, you know, that kind of thing. The characters, the locations, you know, like the blockbuster and different things like that, all the cars and, you know, all that fun stuff. So, yeah, so plus with, you know, Brie Larson and, you know, you know, being Captain Marvel and all that, and having a, you know, a female superhero. Yeah, it was all around just a really nice change of pace for, for a, to have a similar feel, but still be different. And I like that. By the way, that blockbuster, do you know that blockbuster, it is the last blockbuster on the face of the earth? Oh, shit. Yeah. That's in Alaska, isn't it? I don't know if it was. Oh, it is in Alaska. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, no, 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 I'm it's sorry. In Oregon, it's it's in it? Oregon. It's in Oregon. Yeah. Yes. Same difference. You know what? Somewhere in the Northwest. The one in Alaska closed down. Ah, They were forced it. to close shop. Yeah. What I liked about this was it's just, it just seems so free. Like it wasn't weighed down by other uh, origin movies or origin stories. Mm-hmm. Like it just had this, it just operated with the freedom. This movie was just, here you go. This is, it was streamlined. No need to go into like all this crazy, you know, I liked how it was just, she was getting pieces of her back through her trials and tribulations. Yeah, I love that. I love that. So she was more, more or less discovering herself Mm -hmm. instead of being herself, getting her powers, stumbling around. Like it was like, okay, here we are. Let's do this thing. The one thing I didn't like is the fact that we all get to like the scrolls. But as a comic book fan, and King Tom may know what I'm talking about, I like what this sets up or leaves hanging out there. Right. And I'm all for it if that's what they're going to do. They're setting up Ronin, right? Ronin to come back because he's going to go after her. They could also set up a true secret invasion by leaving the scrolls. And not really, you know, she may have went to go find them. But, but it, wait, know. wait, but, but how, how would they possibly do that? Isn't the secret invasion, isn't that, it, aren't they the scrolls that invade? Yes. Okay, well, how is that going to happen? Well, because you well, don't I know mean, how they many. all sorts of things. True, yeah. but you don't know. Details on that. You don't know how many scrolls went with mm. Captain Marvel and Talos. Oh, I see what you're saying. How yes, many yes, shapes yes. shifted and changed. You saw how well Mendelssohn did his thing, took over as the boss man and yeah. was. Went back and forth. I, I saw something pretty cool that said, uh, what if the very last scene, the tr- not the very last scene, but the first um, cut in, the credits scene, if that's not her, it's a scroll that comes back. See? Mm. See? So <laughs> oh, that's interesting. It's probably not, but yeah. I, did, I didn't like, like, 
so yeah, we know from the gate that the Kree are a bunch of jerks. And we also got shades of the Kree scroll war mm-hmm. that I think I talked about before. So yeah, this is, it, it did all the things it needed to do and it did, it, it bridged everything for, for me. So oh, yeah. I'm ready for, for in game. Uh, and that cameo, that Stan Lee tribute slash. Oh yeah, let's talk about that real quick. Cameo was did the crowd, emotional. Did the crowd cheer for you guys when powerful. you guys saw it? King oh, Kong, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Ours didn't. I was kind of upset. We we made a lot of noises. I think, but I, I think our theater was pretty pretty. Uh, what is it? Uh, lean, lame. No, well, lame and that lean. Too. Yeah, yeah there, there weren't that many. I don't think there would have been enough people to cheer, but I think that deserved a standing ovation. Yeah, that was, it was, that was beautiful. It was amazing. Beautiful. And, yeah. I almost I almost felt like I needed a moment to process that before they right. got into the movie. Exactly. Yes. I think that we're gonna but, feel that way when we see Carrie for the first time in nine. I think it's yeah. gonna be that, and I think it's gonna be a lot of cheers. I hope to God it's gonna be a lot of cheers. And I know it's gonna be a lot oh, of cheers. Oh, it will be tons. People are gonna cry. Oh yeah. Did you get did you get the I read this and I was blew my mind? It's like this meta thing. So when we see Stan Lee on that train. He is going, he's play, portraying himself going to do the scene in Mallrats because yeah, the Mallrats scene was in the train because of the script. Oh shit. The fucking yeah. Way. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's like movie inside of movie inside yeah, of other movies. Fourth movie. wall. Yeah. Yeah. Movie yeah. Inception. yeah. Because in Mallrats, of course, he's playing himself. Yes. That's right. So that. Makes the world a little bit broken, but that's okay. Well, that's totally okay. Exactly. And the crazy thing is, Mallrats was his first cameo in a movie. And that started this whole thing. That's touching. Yeah. And Kevin Smith, did you guys see him bawling? He, because it was a tribute to Kevin Smith as well, oh. how big he was in the 90s. He said that was one of the best moments of his life. And he like recorded himself. He couldn't control himself because he was friends with Stanley. So that, it, yeah, fantastic. There is, there is one little thing, and I just have to be the asshole who says, "How this, dare you?" There is a continuity continuity error because of that, because there were posters up for the Smashing Pumpkins, Melancholy, and the Infinite I, Sadness. I saw that. Yes, yes, yes. And that was released like within three days of the release of All Rats. Oh right. So someone was a, uh, you know, I it's forgiving. Like they should have got us to do the uh, continuity, buddy. Exactly. They, uh, you know what? They should. They could have solved it by just putting up some Weezer posters. They could have. I was I was pissed that they didn't have any uh, Pearl Jam or Soundgarden stuff too, or Nirvana stuff. No, well they had a Nirvana song. Yeah, that's true. Oh yeah, yeah and that Benning was dancing yeah. very awkwardly to it. I didn't I didn't enjoy that, but <laughs> it was kind of weird. I so said, "What are, what are you right, doing?" There was at? there was one thing I actually did have a problem with, and that is when Fury and Carol are first escaping on the ship, and Goose has snuck on, and the G forces kick in, and you see Goose smashed up against the thing and it is some of the most goony tunes looking cgi yes i didn't like that yeah, i agree i agree mm-hmm. i agree with that and what do you guys think about goose goose was fantastic and i love the name they used goose instead of chewy by the way his yes. real the yeah. real name is chewy which would have been better yeah that would have been great they're saving that for a cross you're gonna do a cross uh, franchise <laughs> film so they don't want to use chewy oh I'm just kidding. That, that just, could happen. No, no, no. Yeah, after we're dead, probably. It, it could, yeah. It, it'd be oh, outlandish. Please be after I'm dead. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. exactly. But it could happen. I wouldn't be surprised. But that, the cat was great. The cat was cool. Uh, what did yeah. you think? I didn't like the fact. Let's talk about things we didn't like. There's not a lot. I didn't. There's two things. One was brought to me by one of my coworkers, Luis. And he said, and we call him Weicho. He said, how come we didn't see 
Carol Danvers, how can we see Captain Marvel struggle with her powers? We saw her struggle, right? But once she got her powers, she knew how to do everything. No, she... Like right when when she, well, she struggled figuring out the power. I mean, she never had the ultimate, that ultimate version of her power. Meaning like when you watch Superman, he struggles to learn how to fly initially. Yeah, he figures it out. He figures it out. Well, she seemed like she got um, the whole, the whole shebang and went and just started kicking ass. Because that's what it, that's what it set up. It showed that, and I, I explained that to, to Luis, to each other. I'm like, well, some of you guys, I'm just, let's blame Luis. I said, Hey man. When we first see her, she's already been endowed or imbued with the powers. And Jude Law, Marvell yeah. is trying to teach her how to, you know, do things more than just use that. Because that was the whole training thing was yeah. learn how to well, fight without using those powers. So she already, you have to say that she already had been going through her apprenticeship by the time we see her. Um, and then she still didn't have a handle on everything. Like she yeah, just, it when wasn't she's too fighting much. them, she like blasts him and it knocks her back into the wall a few times. Yeah, yeah. She's I, very clumsy yeah. using them at first. Okay. I'm happy to not have every single goddamn superhero be- movie be an origin story. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I am too. I don't yes. need the montage. If I see another <laughs> Spider-Man discovering his power montage, I'm going to scream. I'm so sick of it. <laughs> Good. Well, I, about, I that, like that. That. So you liked it? I like about this movie. Right. Well, I, what I, 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 said, I, I didn't mind that at all. I was just he he brought that up to me. Well, what I said about the and I'm, I'm, let's just jump right into it. So the post credit scene, which hit really hard and went straight to the meat of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I said, guys, when Captain when she shows up and says, "Where's Fury?" She's <laughs> been fighting that whole time. So now you think that she knew how to use her powers then. You're right. She knows all of the freaking Not only that, now. you see, she's kind of disheveled. Oh, that means, yeah, and she's been kicking some butt. And she more than likely had to deal with her own little issue with the snap, too. So, you know, it's she's not unaffected by this. And no. I like Emily said, I like that it wasn't, you know, let's figure out, oh, what can you do? We have a movie coming called Shazam where they're going to do that. And I'm Wait, happy just, to I go. Was, I was thought you were going to turn into him right now. <laughs> I happen to go <laughs> on to that. I'm happy to go watch that and watch some kid learn how to become a god. And that's great. Real quick, some Shazam news. We're going to go see the film two weeks before it comes out. I didn't tell you guys, but we are. Just want to throw that out there. The fuck? Well, hold on. No, well, wait no, a minute. No, yeah, no, what no, the no, fuck no, does what? that mean? Yeah. Yeah, we're going to see it on the, on the 24th. Just roll with it. All right. Well, yeah, of course I'm a roll. Until I get my tickets in my hand, the, the, oh, I'll okay. throw it out there. But it's okay. 99.9%. Oh, shit. That's yeah. awesome. Okay, oh, yeah. great. Well, you yeah. just jinxed it, dude. Yeah, really? yeah. <laughs> I hope not. Yeah, we're really not. excited. I wish you guys were all here. You guys go with us. Right, we can get you in as well. Hopefully that's good. Shazam. Shazam. And by the way, let's just say fuck you to the trolls because it didn't work. No. Oh, you screw motherfuckers. off. Motherfuckers. Yeah. Screw off. You little fucking weasel-like fucking roaches. That think you guys can ruin a film because a female, strong female actor is in it and you don't want to push the agenda. Well, fuck you. I think you should have the clip of uh, what uh, in 42 when Leo DeRoche was like, get ready, guys, because he's not the only one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. All, there's mm-hmm. more coming behind him. Yep. Like, yeah, there's absolutely more. Wonder Woman hit. We got it all. Like, it's it's coming. And the people. success of this now. Yeah. It's, it's success it, is the word. Success is the word. This is the word. 300 million worldwide mm-hmm. in the first weekend. Mm hmm. Are you fucking kidding me? Fantastic. I am so stoked for everybody involved. So what does everybody think of Brie Larson? Loved her. 
I thought it like oh. Emily, I think I thought it, I needed like five to 10 minutes to get into her characters. I thought she was just like being, Oh no, she's going to be like this cold, like jerk this entire film. Right. But no, she was endearing and she was great. She was a badass mm-hmm. and I believed all of it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I like the, uh, never say die. Yeah. Attitude that mm-hmm. was portrayed. Once we figured out, like she had the powers and then once we figured out, like she's all, she's been getting knocked down her whole life and doing nothing but standing yeah. up. Yeah. That sta- that montage of her standing up through everything, her life, like mm-hmm. through moments of her life was, I got goosebumps and mm-hmm. I was like, dude, I could literally go lift up a gym right now. <laughs> I was completely oh, and, and 100% the, motivated. That final fight scene with her and Jude Law with the, I don't have to prove anything to you. That was awesome. That got another big cheer in my theater. I love the fact she pulled an Indiana Jones and just, it just shot him, blew him back. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was an ode to Indy. I thought that was fantastic. I thought it was great. Great, 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 great. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because he's like, he challenged her to fight without the powers. Yeah. She's like, fuck she's you. Like, yeah, right. Bam. <laughs> I got these motherfuckers. Yeah, it was like them. Indiana shot the uh, swordsman, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So, okay. So everybody gives it the Sithless seal of approval. Absolutely. Fantastic. Yeah. Mr. Struthers. I'm sorry we were, we've gone on and gone on about this, but I hope that you would um, listen to this and want to go see it and even take your you're de- t- you're take your daughter. You're dead to me. That's all I got to say. You're dead to me. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm I just kidding. You. I love of course you, I want to go see it. <laughs> okay, so since we have Emily here, just for a second, let's talk a little. Uh, obviously, we talked a little bit about celebration, um, uh, uh, so, you know, in the first segment, but we didn't talk about it with Emily. And Emily, we are so excited that we're going to see you and see King Tom and see Eric. And we're all going to be at Steele's event because we are all, hopefully all of our listeners are going to go. We're going to, we're pushing that. So that's where we should meet. That's where we should say hello, have a beer. Les is going to buy everybody a beer. Um, Shit, no, I'm not. <laughs> but Emily, how excited are you for celebration? I know that's a stupid question, but I mean, it were 30 days away. I'm, I'm super excited. A little bit nervous. Just because it's a lot, and we still don't know like how lines are going to work or anything like that. But I'm yeah, yeah. I'm stoked to see some good panels. I'm going to meet King Tom. I'm going to meet Eric Struthers. That's very exciting. That is. I I've I'm never met Boo. King Tom. I know you've never met Boo. No. Oh my no, god! No. You're right. Yeah. Holy crap. I, I, we I got, still haven't met the co-host yeah. of my podcast. <laughs> oh my god, that's right! Mm-hmm. Holy mackerel! What I still... Oh yeah, I met Eric. My bad. I, I haven't met King Tom. And that's huge, huge, huge for me. King Tom, how tall are you? Because I don't want to be thrown six, off. Six five. Damn. No, are you serious? Are you fucking kidding me right are now? Are you saying that for real? I am real six five. <laughs> what, so him and Fernando are like the same what? size. You and Fernando are I, like giants. I think Fernando is like an inch taller than I am. Oh my god, he's massive, dude. Yeah, Fernando he's is a, a monstrosity human. of a human. He's dude. a teddy bear, but he's a <laughs> he's monstrosity. He is a monstrosity. Like as, as far as far as we go, we go with athletic background first, and someone with Fernando's size or even King Tom's size, they're basically monsters. Like they're just King Tom six five. Yeah, really? that's you put any kind of ball in their hand, or you just say, "Look, run after that person and tackle them." I, that's I, their job. Like they should I, be able to do that. <laughs> I tackle myself. I am not coordinated in any that's way. Okay. <laughs> it's all good. Wow, that's cool. Good. Okay, now Six now that five. I know, now that I know, nice. I won't be like, oh shit, because Fernando, Emily's like, hey, I just want to throw it out there that when Fernando walks in, you're going to be a little thrown off because he hardly fits through the door. 
Man, now, when he hugged me, I was hugged you. He picked me up and kissed me on his forehead. He swallowed I mean, me he kissed up. Kissed me on my forehead. I'm like, and people say I'm a big guy, but I'm not a tall guy. So when he hugged me, I was like, ooh. Uh, yeah, uh, there's a lot of Fernando. talk about monstrosity. That's a that's a chocolate ton of fun right that's there. But big, that's, that's good at hug. celebration or anywhere crowded because, like oh, we yeah. did at New York Comic Con, where it's like, let's meet around Fernando. We can just meet around King Tom. That's right. It's fantastic. We can just that. find him. It's places we get lost. Like you look for King Tom in the back of his head. Perfect. I'm not sitting behind you at the panel, buddy. I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> I'm gonna sit on his shoulders. What the fuck are you talking about? Sit behind him. I'm gonna sit on his shoulders. That's great, Mister Struthers. There was a debate on our DM group that we're in about whether to uh, wait in line overnight or go for a lottery system. Now, here is the pros and cons. Waiting overnight sucks. Les has never done it, but I think it's like a rite of passage. We've talked about this before. It's where you bond with your fellow friends. It's where you make new friends. It's where you get drunk illegally. It's where you hang out and get no sleep. You hear Johnny Grosso get booed. And this is where all of this happens. Now, a lottery system would be fantastic, except for we half of us might not be in there with each other. So, Mr. Struthers, what do you say? Are you in for the overnight line? And I will say this, one, one overnight line. I'm not saying to do multiples. Just the episode nine. Yeah. Okay. Here's the deal. I don't, there's nothing coming up that I want so bad that I would do an overnight line for, except for episode nine, the yes. Mandalorian. Yeah. That's going to be dope, but I don't want it bad enough. Okay. Right, right. I'm pretty realistic about where my desires lie. And I think that the problem, the lottery system's great and all, but the overnight line, like, Proves who wants it worse. Oh, I love it. I love it. And and that's the deal, man. It's like, yeah, the lottery's great if it's you. But if you want it bad enough and you can prove it by staying in line overnight when other people aren't willing to, then you should get it. Agreed 100%. You hear that, Rashad? Yeah, screw you, Rashad. Yeah, screw you, Rashad. Screw you. Here's the other thing. That overnight line, dude, was it hard? Yeah, sort of. But man, it was some of the greatest times of the thing, minus the part where there wasn't enough, you know, water to go around and stuff like that. (laughs) Right. But it was a fun time, man. It really was. You don't have to just sit there miserable. Get up and walk around. Your place is safe. You know, I got to meet a lot of people and hang out, and it was a good time. If Lorena can do an overlight line, anybody can do an overlight line. And she is not a massive Star Wars person. And she enjoyed it. She'll never do it again. <laughs> but she absolutely enjoyed it. And she was emotional at the panel. You have to do it. If you have a chance, please do it. Just let us in first. You guys tell me how that works out then. That'll be great. I like love Less, me, There's no way. Just, I swear to God, Les. You, you I better swear to God. Be you better be there. You're off this podcast. Okay, go let ahead, Let me Eric. just tell you this. <laughs> let me just tell you this. Okay. I was on the fence about whether I wanted to do it. And I like tossed it all around. And it's like, okay, look, we're going to have this 40th anniversary panel. And we're going to have this. And we're going to have this. And how bad do I really want this? And there's no way I don't want to do this two nights in a row. And on and on and on and on. But then we're there. All the people I'm hanging out with, they're like, well, I I guess this is what we what we do. Oh, look, there's tons of people lining up already hours before they'll even let us in to line up. <laughs> so it must be important. We better go do it. That was. A fir- yeah. Yeah, you're right. Go. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Hang go on. So I do it. And that 40th anniversary panel 
it was a life-changing moment. I got to be in this room with all these people that are so on the same page with me and, and, and like celebrate the life of Carrie Fisher. And I got to see John Williams conduct an orchestra in the same room as me to people who cared more about it than any other group of people in the world could have. And I got to stand in there and be a part of it with people I had just met and we held each other and we cried. It was an amazing experience. And all I had to do was stay in a line overnight. Worth it. Yes. It's just one fucking night. Eric is a hundred percent right. I'm fucking excited. I'm going to just stay overnight when I don't even need to now. Just like for the just by yourself. Yeah, you enjoy that, dude. No, I'll, no I, I will I, be there for episode nine panel, whatever we're gonna. And, do I, and I love that the here. episode nine panel is Friday. That means we can go out Friday night, hang out with our friends. We can go out Saturday night, hanging out with a friend. We can enjoy Chicago. We, it's just the Thursday, and then we just sacrifice and go through hell, and uh, they do it. But I will tell you this, you lightsaber wielding motherfuckers, if you fucking wield your lightsaber at four in the morning when we're trying to get some rest, we are going to say something. Okay, I love you guys for about an hour and a half, two hours, but I can't take it when you guys are battling at four in the morning when there's areas the size of a football field where people aren't at. So please, please stay away. Say something. Somebody's gonna die. Yeah, it's just, it's just. <laughs> I'm, I've, I've had be, there's be more than words, sir. There's be screams and blood. Look, everywhere. Mr. Struthers makes amazing lightsabers. You don't see him banging that shit at four in the morning. <laughs> <sighs> okay. No. You don't. No, you don't. You don't. By the way, that line that we, that was the first time I ever met Johnny. It was the first time I ever met Haas. It's the first time I ever met, I don't know if, no, Pappas was there. But the majority of the people was getting in that line together and trying to sneak everybody in at once. <laughs> that was almost the mess. We almost going to fight. But doing that was amazing. So I am so excited. I cannot wait. Miss Lindo. Thank you so much for coming on and talking Captain Marvel. Thank you for calling in the Sithless Hotline. It was fantastic having you on. And please yes. don't hate me because I love you, Lindo. Raj, I love you so much. If, if I hated you, I just wouldn't talk to you at all. I wouldn't say that I hated you if I actually hated you. I know, I know, you do. I know. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just joshing. But I can't, I can't wait to uh, hang out with you. I can't wait to uh, be at a live event. And by the way, you inspired um, our live. Um, radio drama. Rusty wrote that beautiful thing, but Emily Lynn's fan fiction is the um, the mindset that we were in. I don't know if you you heard the radio drama. Me and Eric had, you know, we have a kind of a relationship on this in this drama. And I just I channeled you, Emily. Are we asking her to write a script for us? Oh, I don't think you want that. <laughs> I don't think you haven't heard. You don't want to read that one. I you don't want to read that one. Up. Just, just be nice to me, Emily, yeah. please. But oh, she'll uh, be real nice, real nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who yes. would you like to be nice to? You oh no, don't ask that. I can arrange it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. we'll talk. We'll talk later. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, you were the inspiration of our acting prowess and boo did get better at acting i got some dms saying boo has stepped this game up thank you but also i I got some dms saying why does rusty hate boo so bad (laughs) (laughs) and that i don't know (laughs) rusty's working on part three right now yes hopefully it turns around yikes but but emily thank you thank you thank you so much for coming on we really appreciate it and we will see you in less than a month yay thanks for having me on guys thank you and by the way tell people where they can listen to your beautiful voice Oh, I do a Star Wars podcast called The Cantobite Dispatch, which I do with Brittany Brown. 
I do she's pretty a cool. Star Trek. She's pretty cool. <laughs> Maybe. She's okay. <laughs> and I do a Star Trek podcast called He's Dead Jim, where we are going through episodes of the original series of Star Trek, one episode at a time. Wow. That is really cool. That is amazing. And, and who are you doing that with? Uh, uh, Mick McConnell. Cool. Who is in Australia. So it's always fun to find oh, I'm sure. time to do that. <laughs> I'm sure that's great to uh, yeah, schedule. All right, great. So check, I'm going to put that stuff in the show notes, people. So if you liked what you heard and you should like what you heard, because if you didn't like what you heard, then you shouldn't listen to our podcast if you're not into it. Just kidding. But Emily's fantastic. Listen to her amazing uh, podcasts and we'll put that in the show notes. And Emily, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Okay. Now that we've talked to the great Emily Lind, we are going to listen to what King Tom sent us on the throne and even though King Tom is on I think we all need to listen to this so Eric can you do the honors hi there Sith listeners and Sith listeners I'm joined today by a special (laughs) guest my daughter Hope and why are you here with me today Hope because I saw the Captain Marvel movie how many times two times and what did you think of it I loved it why did you love it because I liked how like you didn't know which side to pick, the scrolls or the crease. And mm. I, I was really interesting. So I, I think what you're trying to say is because they, they swerved us with, you know, who, who the good guys were and the bad guys were that made it really interesting, right? Mm-hmm. And what did you think of Captain Marvel herself? I, I loved that she, she, she always get back, got back up after whatever happened to her. This is amazing. Mm-hmm. And what did you think of the way she used her powers? I, I thought that she used her powers for good things, and she didn't like she didn't just get angry and then use her powers, except at the beginning when she couldn't control control them. And in a way, she was really using her gifts, and she taught her friends to use her gifts. And this is something you said to me after the movie. But she used her gifts to help other people, which was important, right? Mm-hmm. What do you think your favorite superheroes are right now? That we've seen in the movies. Captain Marvel, Doctor Strange, Spider-Gwen, Captain oh. Mistle, Hope the Wasp. The Wasp. She was a good one, too. And I feel like there's one more, but I forget. So what do you think <laughs> is going to happen when Captain Marvel meets up with Thanos? I think that she's... You could say it. Get out of you think, wait, you think that Captain no, Marvel is going to lose? She's honest. I think so. You think she's going to kick his butt? Mm-hmm. Oh. I think so. So I'm glad you liked it. I'm glad you get to go to the movies with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and one, one last thing I want to say, and I hope you guys weigh in on, especially you, Les. I know a lot of people have been saying, oh, the next phase of the MCU is going to be the secret invasion. But uh, like I said before, I love what they did with the Skrulls. And I don't see that happening. And I'm glad. So, anything else to say before we say goodbye, Hope? Uh, no. Oh, oh well. Thanks for having <laughs> us. Thanks for listening. And I will talk to you later. Wow. that Princess Hope, you are an amazing critic and yeah. great review. She, she, yeah, there's uh, some poise and professionalism And she absorbed there. a lot of it. Yeah. That's really yeah. cool. How old is she again? She's eight. Um, it's uh, unbelievable. She's already a podcaster. There she we is go. a podcaster. Yep. Princess Hope. My gosh, that was amazing. I don't know how we even 
weigh in on this. And well, I'll, I'll tell you what, I'm you just, can weigh out on King Tom's question in a second, yikes. but uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll say one thing is this is why we need these films. Exactly. This is yeah. exactly why we need these films is because she now has a superhero to look up to that's done the right things in a film. And then she can say that even if you fall and fail, you can get back up and still kicks a major ass. And that was uh, amazing. And nice picks on favorite superheroes. I like those. Right. Those I love good. that. Those yeah. Very, very cool. Well, let me jump on real quick again. Um, I had mentioned it when we were doing the review. Uh, I don't, here's the thing about having the scrolls and possibly a secret invasion. It doesn't have to be titled secret invasion. No, that's the beauty of it. It doesn't have to be a blatant thing. What can happen is just, the biggest swerve slash twist slash curve in the history of the com- of comic book movies. And all of a sudden you find out, like we mentioned earlier, Captain Marvel has been a scroll this whole time, or they introduced the fantastic four and they're all scrolls. That, you Captain know, America's a hop- yeah, part yeah, of Hydra. Yeah. So that is the beauty of what they did here. Having the scrolls introduced, making us love them, making us feel for them, having Ben oh. Mendelsohn, as Talos, you know, plead his case to the most powerful weapon standing, you know, ready to take him out and go, hold on before you kill me. You know, this is you know, like, hey, there's, there's a reason we're here and endearing us to that. It, it it leaves that option open and it doesn't have to be a blatant slam on the table like, oh, yeah, here, guys, here's your secret invasion. Enjoy. It could just come out of nowhere. And that, to me, is amazing. Mm hmm. I didn't right. think of it that way, so yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for sending that. That was that was unbelievable, and thank you, Hope. Hey, um, send more emails, people, and more voicemails. This is all fun. It is really Absolutely. good. We get some more interaction with the yeah. fun, with the Sith listers and all that. Stuff. And Hope, send some more, please, 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 please. Oh, Daddy's gonna go broke seeing a lot of movies. And leave. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. It's gonna exactly. be great. Uh, we're going to end this thing off a little bit uh, with some Game of Thrones talk. And there were some episodes that are going to be, the, the rumor was that there was going to be some episodes that are going to be like two hours long and all that stuff. And it looks like we're going to get, that is cut out. It looks like it's going to be just 60 minutes. Uh, there's a couple, I think, that are a little bit longer. I think the last two were, yeah. I don't think they were two hours, but I think they were like an hour and a half. Right, right. And Lorena has been watching it. She started it. And so we're on episode five of season one. We're going to get King Tom to start watching it very slowly. I know he's a busy man, but um, a T-shirt is uh, depending on it Mm -hmm. on the throne. But uh, we're we're definitely going to dive into it. We have one last email. We're going to read this real quick. It's a short one. Let's uh, go ahead. Let's let's talk about this. This is the Game of Thrones. This is from Jay. says, hello, I'm a new listener. I wanted to let you guys know you're doing great work. Thank I heard you. a Raj you, on Now This Is Podcasting, so I wasn't really sure how good it would be. What? Jay? The rest of you really carry the dead weight. What? <laughs> All kidding aside, I really Wait. enjoy the show. All right, good. He said, all kidding aside. How <laughs> dare I'm so you, pumped Jay? about the Game of Thrones trailer. Thought I'd write in to talk about it. My favorite moments were, bullet point one, seeing John and Daenerys walking toward the dragons beyond the wall. <sighs> we're going to see John ride a fucking dragon. Rad. Possibly ride his aunt too while riding a dragon. Possibly, let's let's rewind. Possibly riding his aunt while riding a dragon. If that doesn't sum up Game of Thrones, I don't know what does. With the zombie army chasing them. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 
realizing that Arya and John are going to see each other for the first time since ep- season one, episode two. Damn. Oh, you're right. Jamie's line. That's what he said. Uh, he said in his the line about fighting for the living. Yeah. The Golden Company, which is a big deal. Yeah, that's a pretty big deal. How about you guys? Can't wait to hear your thoughts. Jay, thank you, by the way. And uh, fuck you for the first line. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, Jay, yeah, I've been watching it with Lorena, and I can't believe how great the show was and it's all the stuff that I forgot about the show. And knowing what's happening now and watching the first ep- couple episodes, and you see that this story was already done, like obviously, right? It's most of it, even though Martin's not done with the full, full thing. Uh, he's done. But God, it's so well done. Cannot wait to see John riding a fucking dragon. And if he wants to ride his aunt on a dragon, that's fine too. But you know what's funny is Jamie now, how great is this show that we are on Jamie's side? He is such an asshole mm-hmm. in the first season. Oh, so, no, he's a douche. I mean, just watching Legitimately it, first five episodes, he's an asshole. Yeah. You hate him. Hate him. Mm-hmm. And, and now we kind of like him. So that's the greatness of the show. And like I said last week, I cannot wait to see what these guys do with with my favorite franchise of all time, Star Wars. It's going to be great. Yeah, just like you guys, I'm so excited. You know, what, what the, the thing I'm most excited for, you know, with it being Game of Thrones is I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know who's going to have the Iron Throne. Is anybody going to have the Iron Throne? Does the Night King even want the Iron Throne? Does he just want to eliminate everybody? Does he want revenge? Is he going to stop at some point? What's his motivation? Right. Who's going to exist? Who's going to live? Who's going to die? That's one of my favorite parts is everybody's fair game. Everybody's fair game. You know, we know, we know a few people are going to make it, but in episode three, people are going to die. Mm-hmm. The battle for Winterfell, some shit's going to go down and people are going to be dead. And right. then it's not even over. We still have four more episodes after that. We still don't know what's going on. Chances are they're going to lose that battle. People are going to die. You know, we still have to see what the Golden Company is about. Everything, Cersei's plan, how she feels. You know, uh, like in the trailer, that smirk that she has. What mm. I think it is, somebody tells her uh, Winterfell has fallen. Mm. So I think she has a smirk, but also fear. She's right. like, oh, shit. She's like, well, fuck them. But oh, shit, they weren't kidding. Stuff like that where... I don't know what's going on. That's one of my favorite parts because I'm going to go into it and not knowing a damn thing. And I love that. Yeah, that's what's great about the show. It, it really is. And, and not only Arya and John are going to see each other, John and Bran are going to see each other for the first time in a long time, correct? Uh, Bran hasn't seen John. Yeah. Yeah, no, what is it? John yeah, never boy, saw him fall. Never, no, he never saw him fall. Mm-mm, yeah, so, so he left before that. Yeah. yeah, and they've always crossed each other but never seen each other. Yeah, right. Correct. Thank you very much, Jay. Really appreciate it. Sorry it took a week late on this read of the email, but I appreciate, really, really appreciate it. And thanks for listening to now this podcasting. And uh, it's a great time being on there. And thank you You're for- Welcome aboard, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Even though you think I'm dead weight. Appreciate we it. got you, bro. We got you. Whatever. Struthers, <laughs> shoulders got you, man. Whatever. <laughs> well, I think that wraps up this episode. A very Captain Marvel-esque episode, but it was fantastic. Thank you to Emily Lint. Check her out on Canto by Dispatch with the great downtown Brittany Brown. <laughs> and also a catch Mr. Tom Chansky on his new episode of a Patreon for Blue Harvest. What, what, what was that called again, King Tom? Masters of Harvest Kasi. And where can people find you on Twitter? Tom Chansky. And Mr. Struthers. I'm sorry. Mr. Struthers. 
Where can people Thank find you. you and listen to you on the Bad Motivators? You know what? <laughs> listen to me on the Bad Motivators, just like Araj said. I'm fucking. You can follow me on Twitter at Eric Strathers. Uh, this is what happens when we drink too much when we do a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Uh, what's your name? Boo? <laughs> Go ahead. Where can people find you, Boo? <laughs> Dead weight. Yeah. <laughs> At the Sith list. Damn it, Fabby, you were right. Yeah. <laughs> Jay, you were right. Uh, Les, where can people find you? I operate on Twitter and Twitter circles as at less is more 78. <laughs> that was very professional. You can find me at the Sith list. Probably the last podcast I do. I am an imbecile. <laughs> People, please, please, please. If you're going to celebration again, please get some tickets for Steel's event so we can give you a hug in person and you can get that free beer from less. No, everybody can buy me drinks and see if they can get me sloshy drunk. How about that? There is, that's definitely not happening. No, I know. <laughs> we will catch you next week with. Claire Stripling on episode number 137 of The Sith List.